You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And we thank you for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. You can follow me on Twitter at Walker Mail and follow Nada, twi- uh, Nada on Twitter at Nada the Scribe. Man, tons to get to. Yes, we do. Woo. We do. Huge show today. Josh Lloyd reached out to me to talk on Locked On NBA because the Hornets, a little bit of a national storyline right now. One, LaMelo Ball helps you when he's exploding. Miles Bridges helps you become a national storyline when he's exploded the last two games. And the Hornets, just in general, getting off to a 3-0 and start, including a win on the road against the Nets and their season home opener. Unreal. That the Hornets and with Jay Z and Buster Rhymes in the, in the building, Mind and you, talking to your star, Buster Rhymes, and yes. ta- <laughs> vaccinated Buster Rhymes. That's my favorite type of Busta. And you <laughs> exactly. have the Hove, the Goat, talking to Lamelo and Lamelo. If we're all going to try to figure out how to read lips, and there were some lip reading artists on Twitter can that I stop? think no, no, no. Can, can we stop? Can we stop? Can what? we stop? I'm no, just no, saying no, no, no. it checks out. Not it checks out. Lamelo certified no. staying here in Charlotte his entire no, career. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. Kids <laughs> say stupid things at 18, 19, 20. Oh, but he's like, different. No, no. I. This is why I'm glad we didn't talk about that athletic article because you know what? It was stupid. People are making too much over the – enjoy him while he's here. That's all you got to do. There's no, oh, he's going to be here for life. Just enjoy him for, while he's here. He's going to sign the rookie extension. That's cool, and let's go build off of that. Now that we know he's going to be here for at least five, five to seven years, let's enjoy that time, and then you know what? If he wants to stay here longer, great. If he doesn't, that's cool too. I, I, at this point, enjoy what you got. I agree. We should enjoy him while he's here, and we should enjoy him for the next 15, 20 years. I completely agree. He told Hove that means he has written it in stone. So we'll talk about LaMelo. We'll talk about Miles. We'll get to everything that happened over the weekend, maybe even more specifically what happened in this Brooklyn Nets game because they also have a second night of a back-to-back tonight. We're moving quickly here as the NBA season does. So they're playing the Boston Celtics at home the second night of a back-to-back and a try to go to four and O on the year. And then in the third segment, you're going to want to stick around because we do have an announcement that will be affecting the show going forward. So third segment, we'll give you that announcement. First two segments, we're going to praise the Charlotte Hornets for becoming uh, undefeated three and O to the start of the year. So with that being said, nada, let's talk about um, yeah, the Hornets against the Brooklyn Nets in this game. They really controlled it for the most part. And, and And this is despite Kevin Durant going stupid as the game was going on, because that's just what he does. Unbelievable game from KD 17 of 24 from the field. Clearly the best player on the court. Like he is dumb. You tweeted this out how he's unfair in this game. KD, especially (laughs) in the second half. I mean, it's so dumb. Like he's probably the guy, even with LeBron being the best player outside of Michael, you know, understandably, right? Those are the top two in in most people's list. 
I, I still probably am in awe more so watching KD than I am with LeBron right now. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to rank the goats. You know, I'm not trying to rank the ball players. I'm just saying as far as who I am consistently in awe of, it's probably more so KD watching what he can do at that age with that body with that kind of quickness, that shot making ability. And he was on full display last night against the Hornets. But what was so crazy is that just when you thought, oh, God, he's going in God mode. There's no way that the Hornets can keep up because it's Kevin freaking Durant on the Brooklyn Nets. They would answer and it would be a Miles Bridges answer. It would be an ish Smith answer. Like those were the guys that were keeping up and the Hornets in control. You know, they were able to keep yeah. ahead of pace. And I think that was what was most surprising. And that's how the Hornets got their third win on the season. Yo, you know what? We also got to give a shout out for James James Harden for not being in shape. And that was <laughs> Thank very, you, very James. Obvious. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, James. Thank you. But this game was another one of those games where the first half defense left a little bit to be desired. It wasn't as bad as first half Indiana. And maybe a little bit of first half Cleveland where the defense was bad. But when they like there's something about these Hornets, like the third quarter, James Bray going to make like an adjustment or a tweak or something like that. Or those guys just lock in defensively. And then it becomes a whole bit different ball game. Like there was some Bruce Brown or like Bruce Brown sprouted up every now and again. That that got shut off. His water got shut off. James Harden was basically ineffective in the second half. You had guys like Cody Martin step up. And my God, you know what we haven't you know what we haven't talked about yet, Walker? You know what I felt the worst for? Joe Harris. Joe Harris was Joe Harris had to think my basketball life nearly flashbot before my eyes at least two, three times, thanks to Miles. And people like he was just he was gonna be the guy they got dunked on. And quite honestly, I'm just more like the execution in the second half of these games where they're forcing these turnovers, where they're just getting down on defense and they're making dudes work and they're running up and down. The pace isn't sustainable for a lot of these veteran teams. It's, it works for the for the Hornets because they're young. But this team, I Walker, I didn't think I'd be saying this three games in. I underestimated how much of a step forward they could take. Well, that's like they're better than I thought they'd be. I mean, so yeah, like th this is this is the part where you have to try to figure out how much of this is real after three games. How much of it is Brooklyn trying to figure things out without Kyrie, which they've had a lot of success, you know, doing without Kyrie. How much of this is the Hornets? You know, they struggled in the first half against the Cleveland Cavaliers, but the second half they came on strong again, right? And so, but we we can have fun with this. Like I agree, the Hornets have come on probably stronger than most people thought they would. Miles 30 point performances are a big reason for that. Miles did show us this at the end of last season. It was all about could he sustain it over the course of an entire year. He's starting off this way. We'll see how consistent it can go throughout the first uh, throughout an 82 game season. But I mean, he's been he's been fantastic. It's been what I've been singing all offseason long. This season is going to uh, rely a ton on internal improvement. Miles, check. LaMelo, check. PJ defensively good. Needs to start making shots. It's disappointing because that's been his biggest knock is not being consistent and he's not shooting the ball well right now. Taking decent shots, but 
shots just not falling for him. Hopefully that can come about. It's way too early to panic, but you might panic just because of what happened last year. Either way, you checked off two of the three boxes. And then if you want to go to the subsets, we can go to Ish Smith being a lot better than most people expected and Cody Martin improving, right? Like Cody Martin has done pretty well finishing at the rim, doing a nice job of cutting, which he's always been a pretty good cutter. But the jump shot being better is is the bigger surprise for me. Well, and and we don't know if that's real yet, but right like right now it's good. Um, But man, I mean, it's really helped him. You know, it's helped this. It's helped this basketball team to to see all of the success. It's been the improvement and the guys that you didn't expect this good. Like like ish, we'll get to in the second segment. But I mean, it was it was an ish fourth quarter takeover. And and that's certainly something I didn't expect to say. No, it's not. And you know what, though? Do you know the bigger thing that I think it just surprises me? Because we think about last year's defense. Think about the amount of record amount of threes that this team gave up in bunches. We have not seen that yet. We saw that a lot last year where teams would just bomb away from three. And somehow the on like the zone defense that they're doing is working to the point where they're able to hide their liabilities a little bit better. They're able to play, again, protect the rim a lot better than they have. They're able to rebound a lot better. Like, we've had three straight games where the Hornets have won the rebounding battle handily. That was not going to be a part of the plan. That was not something I don't think I expected. I, did you expect that, Walker? Well, I it, sure as hell didn't. No, I mean I, I'm surprised that the Hornets have done a, a, have done a decent job at at you know keeping pace with rebounding. Now, I mean they didn't beat the Pacers in the rebounding battle. They only had 46, and the Pacers had 51. But still, the fact that they were able to at least keep pace with Indiana, um, you know, it is enough to limit the damage done there. I would also argue, like Indiana. They did take 47 three-pointers, and I thought a lot of those were just good shots. We know Duarte went off on him. DeMontis Sabonis was left wide open. Mason Plumlee was literally 10 feet away from Sabonis because probably of a coaching design, Borrego wanting to stay close to the rim because they don't want to give up those easy shots, and that was reminiscent of last year. Um, But the Pacers, they they hit 36%, which is fine, but they didn't go nuclear, and that's kind of what helped the Hornets come back in that game in the second half on an increased defensive ability. But yeah, like at least the last couple of games, the three-point shots and against Brooklyn, they didn't take as many as Indiana. So we can talk more about how this team has been successful coming up in the next segment, but not before I talk to you about Prize Picks. It has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market and Prize Pick uh, picks offer more NBA props than any other daily fantasy sports prop operator and they offer all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily Daily fantasy made easy. Let's talk more Hornets success coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a funk master flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. 
How familiar does this sound to you? Okay, you've got one device that lets you catch the, uh, catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, then you're watching sports highlights on your phone, you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is that there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content does vary by the package. All right, let's talk about LaMelo here. Nada, he is the savior. He is the man that is going to be the superstar and is on a nice little escalator, right? This is something that we constantly talk maybe against, you know, where improvement doesn't have to be this linear equation. It doesn't have to be just, okay, we're going to be this better next year. We're going to be this much better the next season. We saw this with Miles really struggled. His sophomore campaign came on strong. Uh, last year, certainly at the end of it. And now we've seen him grow once again at the beginning of this season. LaMelo put together the 18, five and five stat line. We saw him go for over 30 against Indiana. He is creating, you know, just wild opportunities for his teammates. He's an elite playmaker and he's got this unwavering confidence. I also want to talk about uh, James Borrego's comments about LaMelo after the game against Cleveland. Here's what he had to say about the joy in coaching his second year player um, after just one season where he shocked everybody and he's continuing to do so. I'd say just his consistent spirit. I think that's the best way to put it. He doesn't have a bad day. He comes in with a... Uh a joy and a spirit every single day to practice. That's tough to do for 82 games. Um, and he's done it consistently that uh, even coming off a bad game, uh, a tough loss, a bad play, his spirit's the same. It's fearless. It's joyful. And our group rallies around that. We may have a bad half, but, you know, coming out the second half, he's coming, you know, with that same spirit and attitude. So um, that's the biggest thing, you know, his playmaking is elite, his finishing is much better than I expected this early in his career. And then obviously making shots is uh, that's just the cherry on top when he's making shots. So um, he's a beautiful kid. He's coachable. We're very uh, thankful that we have the young man. Nada, it's hard not to just love the hell out of this kid, man. I mean, it is like this is someone that we, we talked about it. I, I think his mentality there's a lot of people that don't care, right? Like sometimes confidence can be a bad thing where they're just throwing up a ton of shots, even if they're missing it. And it's almost like the Russell Westbrook effect. It's like, okay, you need to stop now. You're hurting your basketball team. But this is a little unique in the fact that his confidence is helping because it's not like it's the prettiest shot in the world, but he's making a lot of them, not necessarily against Cleveland. But even when he's not making those shots on the perimeter against Cleveland, he's finishing better at the rim. He's going high off the glass. My man loves the one hand scoop. Um, Man, I mean, LaMelo has just been phenomenal this year. It's been a lot of fun to watch once again. The one thing that you like about him is he's consistent. And he's got, and clearly that's a consistent joy that he continues to play with, he continues to practice with, he continues to do a lot with right now. And so, like, when you look at this, and I don't want to compare him to Magic, but you hear those old stories, and I know you've watched those old documentaries like I did, Walker, where they talk about Magic Johnson and the consistent joy he came to practice with and the consistent, just, like, literally just the consistency of 
I'm here to practice. I'm here to ball. I'm here to get get my work in. And then, you know what? I can go play. I can go do whatever I want. But he puts a consistent effort in, into being a pro, and you can see it, like, bear out in a lot of stuff. Like, take the Brooklyn game, for, for example. You're talking about a guy that really couldn't hit a jumper, like, hit, like, 1-3, and that was really it for him. But you know what? He was still effective. He still probed. He still managed to play some really good defense. He managed to hit some floaters. He managed to push the pace and find stuff for other people. And that's the thing that I, I think I admire about him the most, and it's what I love. Like, he's still going to be a consistent force, even if that jumper isn't completely there. And I think that's something that why I, I know I said this, and I know you said it somewhat too, like, it didn't matter if the jumper was going to be real or not, because the th- other things that he does, the, his ability to get to the paint, his, ab- his floater game, it, none of that, again, the jump shot doesn't matter. Yes, it would it benefit him? Yeah, it would. It would benefit anybody. But for him, for his skill set, it doesn't necessarily matter. And that comes just strictly out of his joy, out of his work ethic. Well, I mean, you heard Borrego talk about it there. It, I mean, LaMelo, I think you got brought up a good point. It's almost like the quarterback, the cliche everybody talks about with your starting quarterback is he's the same all the time. He never gets too high, never gets too low. Well, even if LaMelo is too high with his emotion, you love it because it's there every single time out. He doesn't enjoy getting beat, but you see it in his effort that LaMelo is trying to go win out there every single time. And even if they get destroyed in the first half, he's going to come out in the second. And, you know, he, he's the guy against Toronto where the game is like 99.9% out of hand. He's going to come out, steal the basketball, throw up a half court heave and make it. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, okay, there actually like is a path to victory. Now they would lose, but there is some conceivable path to victory. That's the kind of guy and kid that LaMelo is. And it's a lot of fun to watch. I want to get to some basketball stuff with LaMelo before we take a quick break and then talk about miles a little more and get to some of the other stuff. But I mean, not, I, I think LaMelo understanding the game more Mm -hmm. is extremely visible. So when you watch him out there on the perimeter, he's feeling guys out on the perimeter, baiting them to make a mistake. And there was one play. It was the assist to PJ on his three pointer that PJ made. So Aldridge was on him out at the perimeter in the third. All right, that's barbecue chicken. LaMelo fakes the shot, gets LaMarcus up in the air, but instead of trying to draw the foul, because that's one outlawed this year for the most part, or no James more Harden Dwayne waiting or Trey Younging it anymore. You know, when, when, right, right. We can go down the list. Uh, instead of him actually trying to take the shot or just even driving by him, can't can't really, I guess, because he picked up his dribble. But he, he passes it to PJ, who makes the shot. But Mello cuts off of that shot fake pass. And Marcus is still in the air and he lands and obviously is getting beat. Like, I just think you don't, I I don't think you see that a ton. I'm not saying it's, Oh, it's the only time you've ever seen it in in basketball history, but LaMelo saying, okay, LaMarcus in the air. Boom. Here's one quick pass to PJ. If you don't want to shoot it, we can do the give and go. I can come back with it and then I can get in the paint. He's also doing an excellent job of baiting guys to Mm -hmm. commit just a little bit out on the perimeter. And then he's driving by him. LaMelo, like not the most explosive dude in the world by any means but he's getting by his guys and he's finishing high off the glass and he's finishing pretty well certainly in this game at the rim and once he gets into the paint making excellent reads you just see him play a very cerebral game even more so than he was last year I, I think it's so visible and I think that's why you're like man this this kid is taking it to a different level 
Look, the cerebral game, the like the mental game of LaMelo Ball is probably, especially being 20 years old. Like, I could put that, like, I'm old, but I'm not old enough to say that's only, like, only Magic had that at 20. But I'm close to saying it. <laughs> like, like, that's the thing. Like, I can think of guys that were 20 years old that really haven't thought the game through like that. And the, the biggest thing about LaMelo Ball, and I think it goes back to something that in the Tyler Tynes article that we talked about, I want to say a couple months back, that was that he's a very self-aware young man. So he knows his strengths, he knows his weaknesses, and then he all he does is he just tries to mentally dig out that little piece of advantage. And it's superstar stuff. Like superstars know who they are, know what they can work on, know what they get better at, and then go from take that to another level and just beat them with their weaknesses, just minimize the weaknesses and emphasize the strengths so much to where there's really no counter for it right now. That's what LaMelo Ball is on. That's the superstar stuff he's on. And yes, I'm saying superstar because that's where I truly believe that's where he's headed. And the fact that he really just, he that was the quietest 18 and five against the Brooklyn Nets that we had seen. And he didn't play a quarter in that. He didn't play the fourth. Mm-hmm. He, he, told, he told Borrego, let Ish play, let Ish carry it out. But the fact that he had a quiet 18 and five and didn't play the fourth lets you know what, what kind of time it is with him and how soon. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be all NBA this year. But would it surprise you if he got some votes? Because I'm not sure it would surprise me anymore. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it wasn't guaranteed that he'd be an all-star this year because because it is tough. I mean, you got a lot of good point guards in this league, and we didn't know for sure that he was going to come in and increase, even if he was just as good as last year with maybe a, a small step up. Um, you know, LaMelo, we would have been happy for the most part here in Charlotte, but he's taken a big enough step to where somebody else made a good point about his capability of making an all-star team. You know, you have Kyrie Irving, who's not going to be in the mix. So, you know, Kyrie Irving's out that because Kyrie Irving, as much as he's, you know, had some problems out here, dude is insane as a basketball player, like 50, 40, 90 last year. The guy's insane. Uh, Russell Westbrook no longer in the Eastern Conference. He's out West and I'm not saying Russell would have made it anyway, but Russell's out West. So he's not taking up a point guard spot. Kyle Lowry might be old enough to the point where they're focusing more on Bam and Jimmy Butler to make it from the Miami Heat. So maybe Kyle Lowry isn't a guy like my point is there's more availability than I think I even gave him credit for Mm -hmm. um, to make this all star team. And and of course, LaMelo just popular enough to, to get that spot one based on just how much people love watching him, but also it is going to be deserving if he plays like this. And it's going to be well deserving the way that he's playing. He's playing at a high level, man. And the Hornets, they're three and zero in large part because of that. Let's finish up some of our thoughts. Miles Bridges, Ish Smith, those guys deserve some shout outs. Even a Cody Martin, we'll spend some time on, and then we'll get to the announcement coming up at the end of the show. I do want to talk to you about Built Bar for uh, for just a little bit because you know what the announcement is here. It's amazing. I've been on those blueberry muffin Built Bars that are man, in also. Look. I mean. God, Dude, breakfast, man. Just pop, like I'm ready to go with a tasty treat. It's so good. 
Uh, the pumpkin churro, also good if you're feeling festive. And the best part about both of these built bars, just like the staples, is that they have high protein, they have high fiber, but they're low in sugar and they're low in calories. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is awesome. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. More Hornets thoughts. We celebrate some more, and then we give you the announcement coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I don't like doing that unless... Like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I, the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Before we get into our finishing thoughts here, I want to talk about Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? You don't need to do that anymore. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, and you don't have to choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or new car dealership. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. All right. We talked about LaMelo ball. The other guy that is largely responsible for the Hornets three and O start, especially in the last two contests where miles goes for 30 and 32 miles bridges doing a lot of good things here. Nada. What have you seen uh, from his game, how he's improved? and the impact that he's had with this Hornet squad. His impact off the dribble, where he's taking guys one-on-one off the dribble, drawing fouls, finishing, getting the free throw for the most part, where he's become a complete triple threat player, where we thought initially two, three years ago, this dude was strictly a four. That might not be the case. He may have been able to transition to be a three in certain big lineups, the the growth and the maturation of Miles Bridges was something that I'm going to admit I did not see coming. His ability to get to the bucket, his ability to finish, his ability to hit the three. That step back three is now a legitimate weapon of his, by the way. Like, there's a lot of this growth and development that I didn't necessarily see coming. And as someone that said, Mikal Bridges set the cap on what he can make, I may have to to walk that one back, Walker. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I might have been, <laughs> I might have been kind of off on that one. And uh, as a whole, uh, th- there was a Kanata was there. There was a Nada was wrong about the ceiling on this team. Did, like this is the and granted this is three episodes in, but. I was kind of off on how good this team could be this quickly. Well, I mean, Clearly. yeah, like that. You know me, man. I'm I'm the boring guy that doesn't want to make you know too much of just the small games. But you are right. Like, I mean, you you are at least saying you're you are at least seeing more than you expected. Even with, I mean, we had talked about this. You know, we talked about paying him the twenty million. It was it was a surprise for me that we kind of disagreed on how much we would like or dislike a contract extension being handed to Miles Bridges at this point because you were trying to take a step forward and maybe make uh, yeah it was a risk but 
maybe you deemed it fit to say, okay, Miles, if you're going to improve, then maybe you play into this 20 to 23 to $25 million a year contract. And it, like he's playing at that kind of level now, whereas before, if you were based just paying him based off of last year, then it would have been, I don't know, what, $17 million per year, yeah. which is a good chunk of change. That's probably what you would have been paying him for. Um, he needed to still improve defensively even after he improved defensively last season. But now he's, yeah, like he he's showing you that uh, that last year was not a mirage at the end of the season when Gordon goes down miles can handle the offense he can take you one-on-one he's hitting those shots at a high clip goes four of nine against Cleveland from three-point range 13 of 24 from the field and you see what he did against uh, Brooklyn I'm trying to go back to that box score but still hitting shots from the outside and and scoring 32 hell I mean I think he only made one shot in the fourth quarter if I'm not mistaken so like and, and that was at the very beginning it was a lot of what he was doing early in that game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Miles, the like the efficiency can't keep up at this level. It, it's just too good. But the thing is, even if it goes down a tick, which it will, it's yeah. still insane. Like, it, like he's still he's still providing you excellent there, basketball. I remember the years where we would yell and gnash our teeth about Mitch passing on SGA or Mitch passing on. Oh, uh, don't GA. you do it. Don't you do well, it. Well, you know what? The SGA won, SGA won justified fine but the michael Porter, like specifically michael porter jr that need that conversation kind of needs to stop and it's another lesson in you have to give these guys their full rookie contract to figure out if they can play or not sometimes you can tell early sometimes it takes a while now again miles is not the first guy that we've seen this happen with because again the greatest player that's ever worn this jersey took what three four years to develop into what he was and through hard work and everything he did it yeah the fact that some of us including myself discounted what this kid could be is another lesson in keeping mouth shut keeping eyes open and keeping minds open and i was dramatically wrong i am going to keep quiet about this I, about Miles Bridges and what he can and cannot be, we're, I'm just going to take it game by game and show and just start saying, what does this show me? Do I notice trends, this, that, and the third? Because right now, the way he's playing is on a level that I did not see coming. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and part of this, like, you know, we host a daily pod, man. We got to give our opinions based on what we're seeing. You know, like, it's not, you know, we're going to be wrong about stuff. But, yeah, I mean, we, we've done the revisit with Miles Bridges a million yeah. times, including me. I hated the pick when they made it, right? I mean, I, I hate the strong word. I really didn't like it. I threw you a temper tantrum over at Spectrum Center day. to the point where it's... What, I was there. <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, look. Yeah. And after the first year, like I, my opinions have been, yeah, he probably did a little more than expected his rookie season. His sophomore campaign was not good. Last year was awesome. And we gave him so much praise for that. And this year, it seems like he's continuing right where he left off. And Miles, Miles, the guy that does seem to care a lot is putting a ton of work in. Borrego has talked about how much he's been a vocal leader, how he's led by example too. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely, I've said it a million times. Like I've, I've definitely changed my opinion on miles. Like I, I was scared. I was definitely scared, but yeah, he's, he's doing a lot of good stuff to the point where here we are talking last week before the October 18th deadline. 
I wouldn't hate it if they would have given him that $20 million a year contract extension. Like I would have been okay. Like hopefully miles can play into that, but that's a gamble I'm willing to take. And here he is playing really well. Let's finish up. Cody yeah, Martin. Speaking awesome. Of wrongs, Nada, speaking um, people, we were both that off on. <laughs> you, you are, you are the declaration man here. Three. We're, we're dead wrong now. Okay, and three games on. later where he goes like, Oh uh, goodness gracious. But yeah, like we, we can give him his praise though. Like he's, he's doing a good job finishing at the rim. Cody Martin is certainly improving. And Ish Smith, that's the guy, Nada, where going in double-digit figures in two of the three games, instant offense, once he comes, once he drives into the paint, some of the best offense has kind of been those two working Uh together, right? Ish Smith gets into the paint. Cody Martin's cutting baseline. He did it against Indiana. I I don't know how much he did it against Cleveland, but you saw it in this game against Brooklyn. Cutting baseline, Ish finds him. Ish also was able to find a Jalen McDaniels, I believe, cutting on the right side um, in in this one. Like Ish is able to find these guys and he's getting to his spots in the mid-range game, hitting those shots, playing with a lot of confidence, defensively doing well on the perimeter. Ish has been great. And if if you're getting this type of Ish all season, then yeah, this was a huge steal contract actually for Let the Charlotte this way. If he's playing like this into it, like well into January, maybe even February. Look, Mitch, you just gonna have to like exercise that option already. Just don't even give him an option. Like, uh, uh-uh. now nah, you're not going anywhere next year. We're exercising <laughs> that option. Like, that's what we're going to have to do. Like, you're going to have to exercise that option. If he's continuing to do this, because what he does He's the buddy system for the most part. He's the guy that if you need an adult with all those kids out there to help settle it down, like I'm almost willing to call Ish Smith. Now, mind you, we already have this Smith as one of the nicknames. He might also be Daddy Daycare because he takes care of all these kids and makes sure they're they're where they need to be at this point. Like that's where we are with Ish Smith. Like he knows where to be. He knows how to penetrate and burrow. And that one three that he hit was like, I'm going to heave this up. Maybe I make it. Maybe I don't. (laughs) But I'm feeling crazy. Like between him and then Cody Martin hitting walk-up threes on Kevin Durant. That's when I knew it was over, Walker. That right then was when I was like, oh, we got walk-up threes from Cody Martin now? Like the ability for him to stay on the floor. Like we we both knew that he was going to play early. We knew that it was just going to be a matter of time before Book Knight took over. What we did not realize was that Cody Martin was going to make this really, really difficult for James Book Knight to get any sort of significant tick. Now, granted, Book Knight's played in the last two games. They've just been in the last 30 seconds of these games. There's a lot of this that I am really, really impressed with Cody Martin's game. As you would point out, and you're, you're very right, his point of attack, being the point of attack defender, needs to be a lot better. He still lets up a little bit, of, lets up a little bit, but he's grown as a player in ways that I didn't think were possible. I thought he really did have a ceiling. I am readjusting said ceiling right now. Might be a little bit higher, 
but that little bit higher is an NBA rotation player, and that should not be discounted in the slot. Well, yeah, he's just doing things that he's better at offensively more so, and part of this is on Borrego, too, helping him you know, realize that. Uh, part of it's on Cody. Like, I don't want to take you know responsibility away from him, saying, no, you, you deserve credit for the way that you've been able to play. But the, yeah, and it might just some house cleaning. It wasn't McDaniels diving in on the right side against the Nets. It was uh, Kelly Oubre, who Ish was able to find in one of those plays that I was trying to remember. But those guys making those cuts, um, it, it's been really nice. And, and Ish, man, I mean, it, that's the thing. I thought we were going to have to rely on Book Knight for scoring off of the bench because they lose Malik and they lose Devonte. And here's Ish. Like, I, I think this goes down, to be quite honest with you, the scoring, but but not the good feelings about him, if that makes sense. Like, I, you're not going to get double digits from him. I mean, hell, you only saw him score two against Cleveland, but but Ish feeling good with the basketball in his hands, being comfortable, making some things happen, getting to his spots every now and then. I think that is a very real thing from Ish Smith and in perimeter defensively, you know, Ish is going to be very active. And I think that's man. It's a really nice signing. It's awesome to see him have this kind of impact to the point where <laughs> Lamelo's on the bench. You know, like we haven't even gotten to that. Like Lamelo's on the bench. Lamelo told Borrego, hey, Ish is rolling. Let's stick with him right now. I think that says something about Lamelo. It also says something about the way that Ish had been playing out there. So it's great. And Lamelo even gets to rest a little bit because you do have the second night of a back-to-back tonight against the Boston Celtics. Still plenty more to get to throughout the week. We'll talk about PJ struggles offensively, what it all means. Do we like Mason Plumlee? Borrego still rolling with them. We'll get to all of that as the week goes on. It is yep. time for the announcement, though. <clears throat> we do have an announcement to bring you as how the show is going to be affected going forward and not I'll allow you to take the so, floor. So um, for the folks that have wanted me gone off this podcast, you get your wish in a week. Please. I, I, I hate this already. <laughs> you get your wish. I um, due to an opportunity that I could not say no to. I will be leaving the show. This will be my last full week. Now, you should thank Walker because Walker, how Walker wanted to, for me to depart and how I wanted to, de- wanted to depart were going to be two different things. You were not going to know until Friday that it was going to be my last show. Walker wanted to be the grown-up That's adult right. with responsibilities and said, no, you're going to tell these people directly on Monday so they know what to expect when not is not there anymore. And I will point out, I will point out, I'm not gone, gone, but I will be stepping back um, due to the role that I cannot reveal. You'll find out next Monday, but due to the role that I got, I cannot, I would love to continue to play in the sandbox that is the Hornets for and, and do this with my, again, Walker's my road dog. This, like, mm-hmm. y'all have probably already seen Last week was my last week at WFAE. This one was a harder thing to say goodbye to. And we're going to have a whole, like, sad, sad ass, uh, again, goodbye on Friday because Lord knows that I'm going to be sad because I'm going to miss y'all. I miss, I'm going to miss doing this. I miss doing this daily already. It's just like this, uh, the opportunity I have, I couldn't say no to. And I apologize for that. I'm apologizing that we had to do this before this in the middle of the season and possibly messing up a good vibe because this was good. This was going to be special. 
and I'm mad at myself that I have to take my, take myself off of it. But at the same, well, okay. So a couple of things. One, I I hate. Yes, of course, I don't want to see you go. But at the same time, this is a good opportunity for you. So one, congratulations! Excited for you to see what's going to come about for you. We will see about your involvement as the show goes on. You need to figure out some stuff. Yes. But of course, you know that the door is open mm-hmm. for you to come back as frequently as you possibly can. Now, when we talk about how you were going to say goodbye to everybody, that's right. Like Nada said, hey, in the outro, I'm just going to kind of somewhat just say goodbye. I'll see you later. And boom, it hits people across the face, not expecting it and having not been given any kind of warning that this was going to happen. But we had to compromise. It was called the Fleabag outro. Again, if anyone's seen Fleabag, they know exactly what I was going to do. And that was going to be the best way to go. And unfortunately, Walker robbed me of that. So you know what? We this this was the. Like, again, well, the compromise, the compromise was that you you were afraid that we were going to give you this farewell tour, Derek Jeter style, you know, that we were people were going to be giving you all of these presents as the week would go on. And, and I get that. I get that you didn't want it. So this was our compromise that we would not have this big farewell tour. We would not have some audio montage every single day as you were exiting the daily hosting of Lockdown Hornets. And we were going to oh, but we got to give Lord, you one no. segment. And, and that's what we compromised on. So we'll be doing that on. On Friday, right? And I promise you, I promised. You know, look, I'm going to be sad. You're asking me to hold my feelings in as well, but we are going to give you one segment where we say goodbye. I don't know about the montage. We might share our favorite memories of you doing the daily hosting thing, but again, hopefully, you will be able to at least have some availability. Now, here's what I want to warn people about going forward, or just kind of uh, inform on how this podcast is going to adapt to no nada every single day. What we're going to do is I'm going to try my best to have a revolving door of guests every single day. So, for instance, I've talked to Julian Council about this host of Locked On Panthers, which you should be checking out right now. A lot of things going on in Panthers world that is going to bring the vibe down even more if we visit that world. Um, But you can go listen to Julian Council. Both of us enjoy the other professional sports team here in Charlotte, right? So I think Julian and we're going to be doing some crossover pods, which is going to be really cool. Um, And so you can expect to hear Julian's voice on this podcast. I'm going to be bringing in a lot of different people to the point where it's not just going to be me every single day. There's going to be a lot of other voices that you hear constantly on this podcast so we can get a bunch of different opinions from everybody else who covers the Hornets. And this is really a time to enhance the voice of everybody that covers this team as we all really celebrate how the Charlotte Hornets have been able to make this transition from a team that has not had a lot of hope over the past few years and over the past history into what we're seeing in some very bright spots right now. And I want to give everybody else a voice along here. Like this is going to be that kind of platform. And I think that's the direction I want to take this. Obviously trying to figure out all the loose ends and details. And I will continue to inform you on everything that's happening. But that is the idea of how this podcast is going to operate without one nada being a daily host. In the meantime, we're going to have to hide our sadness. I promise Nada we would operate normally throughout the rest of the week until that last segment on Friday. There is, there, there, y'all better say it. I'm, I'm yeah. I, you know, they're not on you now. You know, they're not, not doing it. You know, they're not, not. But that's that. OK. We, we will be able to talk about the Charlotte Hornets the rest of this week. What we've been able to uh, what we're what we're seeing from this team, right? Even have a game tonight. Um, I will continue and inform you, though, about stuff that is going to happen as the podcast moves forward. So. 
Thanks for joining us once again on Lockdown Hornets. We will bring you an episode today and every day this week until the weekend, and then we'll shift to the new uh, format coming up next Monday. Thanks again for joining us on Lockdown Hornets. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan. Plenty of shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll be back with you tomorrow.